2: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple
3: Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. It's time
0: to play! Full-time fantasy. Play. Full-time play. fantasy. All right. It's
4: Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance cards. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. Hope everybody had a good uh, weekend. I know that I did. And uh, hope that you did, too. A lot of baseball. I'm um, actually, if you can believe it, I, I can't believe this, but it's, it's true. Two rounds left to go in my Tout Wars draft. We're in round Forty-eight. We're finishing forty-eight, hoping to get to forty-nine and fifty, and to be done. Man, it feels like I've been doing this draft forever, because you know what? I have been. But I've got to be thinking that you guys are going to be doing your baseball draft. So if you, we'll go over some teams today, we'll do our podcast previews, and I won't even call it a podcast. We will do it. Well, some of you might listen to it that way, but we'll do our team previews today. Let me see which ones. I'm going to cover today. I'm going to cover. Didn't we do uh we did Arizona, we did Atlanta, we did Baltimore. I think we did the Red Sox. So we did, we'll do the, the Cubs Cubs. We'll do the, the Reds for sure. Got it from our, my old age. I know I have to see which ones I have to have, do. I know I have to do the, uh, the Cubs and the White Sox do that. And I think there's some very interesting guys, especially on the White Sox critical guys to be talking about but let's take a look at some news and some notes and uh, let's go over some um, baseball news notes that we absolutely that we absolutely need so firstly Justin Verlander said it's going to take a miracle a miracle for him to be ready for opening day that is not what you want to hear that's not what you want to hear but he's got a mild lat strain and you know Basically the MRI showed that with a lat strain, hmm. Emmanuel Clace has one and Clace is out 8 to 12 weeks. Now this is a mild lat strain, so I will say 3 to 5 weeks. 3 to 5 weeks. I think that's about right. Now it's still a little rough, and I'm, if I look here, I'll say this though: the the Astros' pitching staff is a little deeper than you think it is. I know that sounds ridiculous, but it is. Zach is for there, McCullers, Urquidy. I watched Josh James pitch; he's real good. And then I think the five. Spot could go to a Framber Valdez, maybe an Austin Pruitt. They've got a real good bullpen. Presley and Joe Smith and Javinsky. I think, I mean, look, you obviously need Verlander, but you need him to be healthy. You need him to be healthy. So I think they can withstand two to three weeks. They also have Forrest Whitley, who is going to start the year in AAA, but who is a pretty darn good Pitcher, I mean, most teams would love to have a Forrest Whitley, and they don't even need him. That's the crazy thing. Forrest Whitley would probably make most teams, and on the Astros, he's going to get sent down. Crazy to think, right? So I think the concept now then becomes taking starting pitching because we've got a lot of starting pitchers now who are injured, a lot. And so the question is, says, and the question is, do we need to take a picture earlier now because of all the injuries? And I don't know. I think the answer to that is twofold. I think a lot of people will. So, when you don't have Verlander, and you don't have Chris Sale, and you don't have Luis Severino, and you're losing some big names like that it does make, right, the Walker Buellers or the Jack Flaherty's even more important, right? It does. It makes them more important. But that said, I think, you know, we bring Gray Albright on here a couple times a week, and Gray is just not going to go take pitching early. He's not going to do it. So there's two camps. Camp A is do that. You take a picture a little earlier, and then campy is hold your guns. Hold the line. Hold to your values, which are take the hitting, build there, and then find the pitching later. You've got to believe in yourself. If you're the type of person that worries throughout a draft, and there are many of you, right? So as the draft unfolds, are you the guy that's like, I need a pitcher, I need a pitcher, I need a pitcher, I need a pitcher, pitcher. and you're letting the anxiety get the best of you. If that's you, then take a pitcher. Seriously, take a pitcher. I don't need you calling uh, a psychologist during a draft. But if you can play the game of chicken and you can wait and you can wait and you can wait, and now maybe your, your staff is Mike Soroka and Kyle Hendricks and Eduardo Rodriguez And Matt Boyd, maybe you can win with that. It's possible. Maybe you can win with that. I mean, there are many different ways to win a fantasy baseball league. Many different ways. Here's the number one way. staying healthy. If your team stays healthy, pretty good chance you're going to win. Right? So as I'm looking here, You know, you've got DeGrom and Cole for sure. Now Verlander is out, right? You're not taking him in round one. Bueller, Scherzer, Flaherty, Strasburg. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six. You're not taking Sale. You're not taking Clevenger. You're feeling warm and fuzzy about Blake Snell these days? Yeah, I don't know about that. Bieber Fieber. I think you have Bieber Fieber, like him. How about Luis Castillo? How about Lucas Giolito? How about Patrick Corbin? Are you thrilled with those names? I'm I'm good with Castillo and Giolito. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine, nine pitchers. Do we love Aaron Nola or do we like him? Do we love Kershaw or you, Darvish or, or Corbin? Do we like him? I don't know. It's a tough one. It's a tough call. It's a tough call. Because can you win with Kershaw? Maybe. You should be able to. But do I have to waste an early pick on him? That I'm not so sure about. What about Chris Paddock? What about Charlie Morton? What about Tyler Glass now? Maybe we're all just all better to wait and wait and wait. And maybe our first pitcher should be Trevor Bauer. And then you go like, maybe you go the first six picks with pitch, with hitting. And then you start with like Trevor Bauer. And you come back with Jesus Luzardo. And then you come back with, uh, you know, Kyle Hendricks. And you piece it together that way. There's different ways to win. There's only nine nine or ten good pitchers nowadays. There's no more Severino. There's no more sale. Clevenger's hanging on by a thread. Justin Verlander's got to drop at least two rounds. At least two rounds. Maybe more. If we're drafting tonight, I am not taking Verlander in round one. I am not taking him in round two. If I have the first pick in the draft, and now it's round three, I don't think I'd do it. I don't know if I do it, maybe the end of round three, maybe if I'm picking 12, 13, 14, 15, maybe I'll take them. And I'll say, all right, it's only three weeks, which is, you know, I'll miss four or five starts. It's a mild lat strain. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe that's worth it. That's what I'm looking at here. So it's, it's very interesting. It's very interesting to see how it all shakes out. Because right now, with fewer pitchers, it makes them more desirable, doesn't it? Now, all of a sudden, the guy who takes Jared Cole in round one, not looking so crazy. Maybe you can find a hitter later. I don't know. I I think there are two camps. Camp one, build your hitting, get your pitching late. Camp two, get your anchor. Right, you've got, but you've got to go into a draft. I think if you go, you got to know who you are. You got to know who you are before you walk in, because you've got to figure out how to plan it out. Right, these are the guys I think are available. These are the guys I think I'm going to get. These are the guys I'm going to work with. You got to do that. Now you've got to be willing to move and change, but you've got to be willing. You've got to go in there with a strategy. So let's take a little time out. When we come back, let's talk about that a little bit. Going in with a draft strategy and then changing your draft strategy on a fly. Being able to do both could make you my rich friend. We're back right after this. I with your hair. Hope you all had a good weekend. By the way, Sean, did I tell you this? I don't know if I told you this, Sean, and you would appreciate this. Do you remember we talked about the Curb Your Enthusiasm uh, hat? Yes. The one that, uh, that gets yes. people yes. away from you, yes. the yes. people yes. repellent. So I thought about this when I, was, I went shopping with my wife yesterday, and we were in the uh, supermarket, and I can't remember what aisle I was on, but let's just say I had a little sniffle, a little tickle there in my nose. And I sneezed. It's like parting the Red Sea, my dude. Everybody was running for, for, for dear life. That's what we wanted a part of me. Well,
6: and, and how did that make you feel?
4: It made me feel like I was uh, going to use this technique and, if I was online somewhere. Like, ah, ah, <laughs> all it's sudden... not going to work, though, in those situations. Yeah. That <laughs> no, was a little crazy. That is ridiculous, so... right? Because, like, yeah.
6: so the virus, right? If it's airborne, can you catch it?
4: I don't think so. I mean, don't suck your fingers on while you're waiting online. I can tell you that much. Keep your hand away from your mouth. Right. But you know, I think you probably don't even realize how many. T- it's getting a little crazy, though. You touch touching things There's people. You know, down here, in Florida, people coming down for spring break this week, this week, next week could get a little crazy, could get a little dicey. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, gotta be gotta be careful. So please, out there. Everybody out yeah. there, please be careful. You know, making sure that uh, you're not uh, hanging out next to somebody who's uh, actively sick. All
6: right, Sean, right. will you do that for be me, my friend? Be yeah. careful. Well, you be careful too. All right. I know it's very. I'm important. worried about you. You know. I'm worried about me too. Yeah. I'm worried. I'm wor- But I'm no. Seriously, don't I'm go worried about everybody. Just, just stay in the home. Stay in your house. Stay home. Quarantine myself. Yes. Yes. Be, be uh, you know, very careful.
4: Well, it's true. I got to be careful after the surgery. How about before but before the surgery? Of I think about being careful cuz yeah. I want to get sick before the surgery.
6: No, you don't.
4: Yeah. But well, I'll so, just be a so hermit.
6: What's Yes, yes for a month, yes. So what's the situation in your area? Has there been any reported um, outbreaks?
4: Yes. Oh, boy. There was a guy who was traveling in Europe and he died last week in in the local hospital. He died of coronavirus. So there's one, there's like three people who have it in the area. Oh no. Yeah, it's bad, right?
6: Yeah, you got to be careful. But
4: have Do you, you watch TV? Do you watch TV you see in Italy? Like in Milan, sure. Oh, my God. They, yeah. The streets
6: are like dead, dude. I know. But here's the thing. <laughs> so even if you were one of those people, right, one of those people who, you know, defies, you know, logic sometimes and want to travel in this situation, right. you can't because the sightseeing, like, uh, you know, like places are not open. They're closed to the public. Well, well, Right.
4: But what do you think is going to happen with sports? Do you think like Same they're going to play, yeah. e- play NBA games with no fans? Yes,
6: I do. Eventually. Yes, I do.
4: So the games will be played. So my son asked an interesting question. I will think they that's going to happen. Ga- will they yeah, televise of course, those games? They have to. So the cameraman will be in there. Right. Only certain people will be in that arena. Right. So what we're talking about, what, 500 people in that arena or less? Why would you say 500? Um... Associated with the team, team doctors, team physicians, team trainers, Correct. team Correct, kids. yeah, yeah,
6: yeah, around that.
4: That's a right. hell
6: of a lot better than, what, 25,000 or 20,000,
4: yeah. So do you think we're getting to that point where that's
6: yes. going to happen? Yes, yes. I just uh, read a report by Michael McCann, the legal analyst yeah. for Sports Illustrated, right? Okay, uh, yeah. He suggested and he, that the NBA go to this model. Now, Adam Silver has yet to uh, respond, but... Um, if he's so, let me ask you. It goes. To,
4: it'll be baseball, basketball, oh, the hockey, Japanese baseball.
6: Soccer. The yeah, Japanese baseball delayed their uh, the start of the season today.
4: Well, did you see Scarsdale Public Schools closed this week? It's amazing.
6: Uh, it's amazing. I, I, I don't blame them. I mean, th- this is going to get worse before it gets better. But I don't think it's going to be as well. Uh, according to the the you know experts, I, I, what do I know? Uh, they they think it will pass. When. <laughs> eventually. Which expert?
4: Which expert? I want to well, talk to them. No, I, p- Pick a channel. We'll I, I watch CNN. Stuff. Oh, CNN. Sanjay You Kucha. watch CNN? You don't watch CNN? Of course I do. <laughs> you do? You don't? I thought they're too liberal for you. They are, but I,
6: I still watch it. I mean, <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> I mean, two things can be correct. <laughs> they are too liberal, and I can still watch.
4: Oh, <laughs> uh, that's true. But, yeah, they, 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 That that, that's, that news channel has made a four-year commitment to just, like, twisting words around from it's, every it's Republican. It's really amazing. It's crazy. Oh,
6: it, it's amazing. Oh, my God.
4: But but I used to really respect CNN's news. I did. I used to really – I used to go to CNN. You're like, well, back in what? 19, now it's just like – Late 90s, I, I would respect Yeah, CNN, you yeah, respect CNN. Now it's just like literally – it's news has become so brutal. It has. To listen to About America.
6: Oh, right. I'm with you 100%. I, I, I could talk about this for hours. We could do a podcast on this. Uh, Fox uh, Fox News has been bad, too, the other way. They're just as bad. No, yeah. no, I'm
4: not, I'm not saying one is good and one is bad. Right. They're both right. bad. I agree. Um, I mean, they're
6: both just hard to listen to. But I think Sanjay Gupta, uh, the, the medical physician for uh, CNN, right. who right. graduated from the University of Michigan, so uh, he has some uh, Smart dude. standing there. Yeah, 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 it's a great medical, medical school. Um, well, right. he, he had a town hall with Anderson Cooper. Anyway, I watched that, and— uh, I'm referring to that, where he said, you know, it'll get worse, but then it'll get better gradually.
4: Well, I was watching CNN very, very, very late last night. They had this, uh, the head of infectious diseases from the University of Hong Kong. And okay. uh, I figure those guys know a lot, right? And he, he was like, no, people, they're doing the right thing. And this country's doing the right thing. And Italy was doing the right thing. Like he was, he was, you know, saying that everybody's doing the right thing. So I think it's uh, just got to pay attention. Correct. And, keep, and stop touching your eyes and stop touching your nose and stop touching your mouth. And I think you people see, don't even realize how much they do that. Oh,
6: no, no, no. I don't realize how much I do that. Yes. Very, very big problem with me.
4: Right. I, don't you think people do it way, way more than we think? Oh, 100%, Like when you yeah. go and you want to move a page, do you put your finger in your mouth? The but, but, no, I don't do that. No, I don't. There are people who do. Yeah, Correct how about when you go to the supermarket and then you Mm want to try to get that plastic thing open do you put your finger in mouth to get the plastic bag open. yes i do i do i do yeah Yeah. maybe i shouldn't do that anymore
6: Uh, yeah I do.
4: maybe they should make new bags but not only
6: that though like i ride the subway and i'll put my like hand on like you know um i'm on one of the poles right to just balance myself oh my god and then you gotta yeah and then i'll be you don't wear gloves no, I don't. But I'm cognizant of like the fact that I don't want to touch anything. But I do. Oh, dude! Right, 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 right. You wear and, and, and then like I'm like, oh no, I'm rubbing my eyes. Like that's not good.
4: Like 20 no, minutes later. That's, not
6: the, that's how you get pink eye. <laughs> no, no kidding! I know. I know.
4: Yeah, you got to go get a pair of gloves. Get a pair of gloves. I'm not walking I, around I to, with gloves. I used to think about that. I used to think about that all the time. No, seriously. When I used to take the train, there were mornings. I'm telling you, I used to Eskimo kiss people on the train. That's how close you were. I know. I know. Some days they were good looking, and some days they weren't. You're like, oh, I hope she's hot this morning, <laughs> and then some you, days you're like, dude, you got nose hair. <laughs> yeah, you know, like <laughs> it's way too close, dude. So I'm with you on that. Would you now? Would you would you stand in a certain car in the subway to avoid people? Like, do you go in the first cars? I do. I try cars?
6: to, but they're all packed.
4: I know they're all packed. Do you wait? Huh? Do you wait for the next subway if it's too packed? Yes. All right. So you don't want to be a sardine. You don't want to Eskimo kiss some nasty guy. No. Okay, it's good to know that. Good, good to know that. I think in today's world, I'm waiting for the next subway, dude. And I'm definitely, if I have to hold on, I'm wearing gloves or I'm taking my my sleeve and moving it, you know, pushing it over my hand.
6: Oh yeah, I do that. I do that. I sneeze into my. Well, is
4: there is there a water is there a water fountain? Is there a water fountain in the um, in in the subway? Never. Is there Purell? Mm, Why don't we put Purell in the New York City subways? How about that? That would be good. I like that idea. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be better. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right, so I want to go back to something that's very important here. I want to go back to draft strategies. So here's what I mean about draft strategies. I normally, I think what separates me from most people is that I don't ever walk in with a, with a true strategy. I always say to myself, I'm going to take what the draft gives me. If you leave me a certain player, I'll take him. If you leave me a pitcher, I'll take him. If you leave me a third baseman, I'll take him. That requires an enormous understanding of the player pool, okay? So, if you are a visionary drafter and you feel you know the player pool as well as anybody, that you could go in mano-a-mano, then I'm fine with you doing whatever you feel you need to do at a draft. Okay? I'm fine with that. If you do that, you are a top 10 percenter. You are. You're a top 10 percenter, and you have my respect. You are a drafter. Most people don't fall into that. Most people think they fall into that, but they don't. Okay. If you don't fall into that, then what I want you to start doing is mapping out some draft strategy. Now, why do I like drafting in tiers? I like drafting in tiers because I don't ever want to say I need this guy because if I can't get this guy, I'm screwed. But what I will say is, for example, right? Round one, I want one of these five guys. Round two, I want one of these five guys. Round three, I want one of these five guys. Now, how do I get those names? ADP, average draft position. I use my ADP to help me do that, right? So that's something that you can do is start saying, well, if this guy falls, if this guy falls, and you start mapping out how I want it to roll, right? Then there are certain things you can do where you say, look, round 10, that's going to be my catch around. Or round 9 through 11 will be my catch around. Maybe it's not 10, maybe it's 9. If Mitch Garver's there, it's 9. If Mitch Garver's not there, it's 11, right? You start playing around with it a little bit. I want to take my first pitcher in 5, Okay, I don't know who that's going to be. Well, we'll have to see who that's going to be. Maybe it's Tyler Glasnow in five. Maybe it's Jose Berrios in five. You have an idea, a landscape. Or you say to yourself, in the first 10 rounds, I want to have three pitchers. Right? That's a landscape. That's a drafting landscape. Right? Right? In the first 10 rounds, I want three pitchers. Fair enough. Let's go get them. Now, is it going to be rounds 1, 8, and 9? Is it going to be rounds 2, 6, and 7? Is it going to be 8, 9, and 10? I don't know the answer to that question. You do. You're mapping it out. But then you have some different pitchers that you want. If you notice that some of the pitchers that you want are going, well, then maybe you have to accelerate that strategy. Maybe you can't wait till round seven. Maybe you gotta take them in round six. So let's take a quick time out. When we come back, we will talk about tiered drafting, why it is critical, why it is absolutely the most critical thing that you can do is tiered drafting. All right? We will discuss more when I return right after this. Sean, I'm, I'm watching. Uh, they're doing a, a my kidney donor had. They did a news story on him in his local town, and I'm seeing this for the first time. Oh boy. Yeah, in St. Joseph, Michigan, they said they were hoping to talk to a recipient, but did not hear, did not hear back because they didn't call me. <laughs> they called me. I would have responded. <laughs> but I haven't. I, this is the first I've seen this. It's a very. This is the first I've seen this. But uh, very interesting stuff here there's a picture of me my twitter account and they're they're showing it so it's a uh, very interesting here yeah. all right the things that uh, things that you see and do all right i want to get back to tier drafting strategy very important i think the biggest mistake that fantasy owners make in any draft is having their guy you've got your guy right you got your guy Can't tell you who that guy is. Maybe, just maybe, it's George Springer. Maybe it's Chris Bryant. Maybe it's Vlad Guerrero. Yeah, it's Vlad Guerrero. You want Vlad Guerrero. You want him. You know you want him. You love the Blue Jays. Vlad's going to be a super all-star for the next 25 years. Whatever it is, you want him. You've got the fifth pick in the fourth round, and you think you're going to get this guy. And right before him... All of a sudden, right before you pick, team says, Vlad Guerrero Jr, and you're like, "Oh, put the expletive right there. Your draft is over, your life is ruined. you're never getting this guy, and your draft at this point, you might as well just quit this league. You had your heart set on Vlad and he's not on your team till next year. if you're lucky. Now you're thinking, maybe I need to do more than one league. I hate this league already. I'm not interested, blah, 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 blah. Now, I want you to ask me if I ever feel that way. No, I never, 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 never feel that way. I never tie myself to one player who I want. Now, I may be disappointed I don't get Vlad. I may be disappointed, but I roll with it. As hard as that is to do, I roll with it. Because I know that my job is to find the next Vlad. So maybe it's Yuan Moncada. Maybe it's Josh Donaldson. I don't know who it is. But if I can't get Vlad, I've got to move on. So I want to have a few guys in Vlad's range. Manny Machado, Chris Bryant, Donaldson, Moncada, Vlad, Matt Chapman. I say to myself the following, if I just get one of these guys, I'll be fine. And that's how I want you to start thinking about it. If I just get one of these guys, I'm going to be great. Because draft is almost never going to work out exactly like you want it to. It's not not how drafts work. If it does, you're blessed. Hopefully you're my rich friend. And congratulations on winning your league. But for the most part, it doesn't work out that way. You've got to be able to say, all right, I didn't get my guy, but I'll get this other guy. He's not who I wanted, but I'll be be okay. Right? Now, what I think the mistake people make is, here's the mistake. You were ready for Vlad. You were literally writing his name down on your roster when the guy before you snipes him. And now what you do is you say, wait a second, I need a third baseman. I'll take Joan Moncada, but is Johan Moncada the next best player? Maybe, maybe not. He might not be the next best player. He might be the next best third baseman, but not necessarily the next best player. Do you understand? So, I'm just not just because Vlad goes doesn't mean I'm taking Moncada. Maybe I take Kettle Marte. Maybe I take Victor Robles. Maybe I take, I don't know, Charlie Morton. I don't know what I do. But I know that I don't panic and just take the next guy at that position. I don't worry about the, the position. I'll figure the position out. So what I want you to do is have tiers. Tier A, B, C, D, and other. Now, if all your t- tier A guys go, well, then start heading to tier B. Now, what I try to do is look at my tier A and say, all right, these are my A's. Who's left? So here I am in the fourth round. I want an A. No matter the position, I want an A. do not I don't, I'm not ready to go to the B's yet. So I'll take Javier Baez. I'll take Kettle Marte. I'll take those guys. Right? If that's the right pick there. So I think a lot of people panic and they take the next guy at that position. That's a mistake. Don't just take the next guy at a specific position. I think you're going to regret that. I do. I think you're going to regret that. I think what you want to do is have your tiers cross out a name. And I think the tiers work exceptionally well in auctions as well. When there's three guys left, look at your list three guys in tier A. All right. Now, just know something you may get a guy in, when there's three guys left. It may be cheaper to strike then than wait till when there's one guy left. Right? So be careful in an auction, but I think tiers work beautifully in auctions as well. I don't like rankings. I've said that before. I don't like rankings. I, 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 it's one of my least favorite tasks that I do. Doctor Rona, we need your rankings. I hate giving rankings. I hate it. There's no difference between the 17th and 18th player in my mind. Just don't. There's no difference. I look at guys in tiers. Maybe there's the first 20, then I'll be looking at the next group. That's how I look at it, right? But I don't like somebody to go, well doc, you had him at 17. Uh, you must like him better than the guy at 19. Maybe, maybe I did at that moment. That's a snapshot. At a snapshot I did, but that's not necessarily the case. That's not necessarily the case. Right, so So, be careful when you look at somebody's rankings and maybe try to take their rankings and look in tiers. That's why I like Ras so much. Gray will say, uh, from these guys to these guys is a certain tier. I like that, I like that way of thinking. I think it's the way of being the most successful that you can be in fantasy sports. Because this isn't fantasy football. Fantasy football is a different build. It's getting stars, making sure you have certain backups, getting certain risk at certain time. Baseball, it's it's a jigsaw puzzle. And, you know, what happens is a lot of drafts have different colors for certain positions, right? So when you look at a draft grid, So blue will be outfielders and brown will be first baseman and purple will be, you know, shortstops. And you start looking at a thing and you start seeing like a jigsaw puzzle. It looks different. There's no one way to build. There's no one way to build. It's multiple ways of building. But that's how you have to become most successful. Okay? That is the way. Now, going to take a little time out. When I come back, I'm gonna to try to remember which team preview I'm up to. Am my old age? I, I can't remember anymore, but I know I've done a few. We'll do one more, maybe two, if I have time to get those Tigers in, because there's not a lot there. All right, so we will break down some more teams to help you win your Fantasy Baseball League, all right? I'm Dr. Roto, I'm with Full-Time Fantasy. You catch me at fulltimefantasy.com, and I'm back with you right after this. <laughs>
2: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: All right, Sean, do you remember? I can't remember what I did here. We did, some, we did team previews. We knew we did the, the um, Braves, and we did Arizona. Did we, do, we did Baltimore. Do we do the Red Sox? We haven't done the Red Sox? <laughs> were you listening? You, you were listening. Yeah. All right, we did the Orioles, though, right? Do we do the Orioles for sure? All right. Yes, all right. So I've only done three? Uh, John Ways and Means, I've only done Three? Oh, my God, in my mind, I feel like I've done so many more. All right, let's talk Red Sox, people. Let's talk Red Sox. Now, I was on the phone with my father-in-law yesterday, who is only like the biggest Red Sox fan alive. My apologies. Telling you. I know, it's really rough. Dude, it's really rough. He is the biggest Red Sox fan. He's a member of this uh, group called the Blowhards, which are like the Red Sox fans who live in New York. That's how crazy he is. He goes to these places. I don't know. All right. He and I both know one thing. The Red Sox are not winning anything this year. But let's take a look at their team. Christian Vasquez is their catcher. Do you want him this year? Yes. But here's your mistake. Don't think you're getting Christian Vasquez's numbers from last year. Not going to be happening. He's good. Not great. He's good. 23 home runs? Not happening. 72 RBIs? Not happening. I want a 15% regression there. That's how I want you going into the draft. 15% regression. Since I'm not good at math, 23 times .85, 19 home runs. There you have it. That's a 15% regression. That's how I want you to consider Christian Vasquez. At first base, Mitch Moreland eventually will play against righties. Because that's what Mitch Moreland does. He hits righties. I like Mitch Moreland as like, and if I'm in a mono league, an AL only league, or if I'm playing DFS, and then Mitch Moreland's batting fifth one night and I go with a Red Sox stack, I can usually get him on the cheap. Only when the Red Sox are playing a righty. Michael Chavis will be the first baseman against lefties. This dude's got big power. But I think there's a mistake that people are going to make here. And here's a mistake that many of us make in fantasy baseball. Ready? Michael Chavis had 347 at-bats. we will round it to 350 because I'm not good at math. Next, we'll say he had 18 home runs and and 58 RBIs. I'll round that to 20 and 60. All right? Just for purposes of this discussion. So now people are like, well, if he gets another 350 at-bats, which is a little crazy, but you know what I mean. If I double his stats, all of a sudden this guy's hitting – 40 home runs and 120 RBIs. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. I know you think it works that way. It doesn't. So, Michael Chavis is good, but I think there's a hole in his swing. I think there's going to be power there, but I think there's going to be a bunch of strikeouts. I like him. I don't love him. I think the interesting guy is Jose Peraza. Jose Peraza, if he can find, he could be their Brock Holt. Play a little second, a little short, a little third. Can hit some average, steal some bases. I think that Peraza will have uses. I like him. Xander Bogarts. Xander Bogart, same thing. I want you to give him a 15% regression. Why am I saying this regression? Here's it's easy there's no mookie bets. There's no mookie bets in this lineup. This lineup is betsless. And it's a problem. You can't replace Mookie Betts with Kevin Pilar and think that your guys in front are going to hit well. Just doesn't happen that way. Mookie's a star, it's a top five player. I expect a 15% regression. I do. I love Rafael Devers. I don't like him. I love him. Guy's going to hit 290. The guy's going to hit 35 home runs. The guy's going to hit 100 RBIs. Guy is good. You start a draft with Juan Soto and Raphael Devers, I'm liking your team already. I am. I'm liking that team already. The outfield, Andrew Benatendi, has never done what we've been hoping for. We've been hoping for this guy to take that next step up. Back in 2017, he had 20 home runs and 90 RBIs. And I think a lot of people are like, and he also had 20 stolen bases that year. I think a lot of people are like, this guy could be 30-30. But he hasn't been. Right? A lot of times we look at a player and we say, there's more. And then sometimes we have to say to ourselves, maybe there's less. Maybe there's less. So, the year after, in 2018, 16 home runs, 21 are stolen bases. Then in 2019, 13 home runs and 10 stolen bases. Why is it going the wrong direction? Because maybe he's not that good. He's good, but not great. Difference. Good, not great. Jackie Bradley is a great defensive center fielder. And he always plays well in the spring. But I'm telling you something. Once the games count, that batting average is in the toilet bowl. he's hitting 230. You're happy. Last year, I got sucked into Jackie Bradley yet again. I was like, I'm getting this guy at the end of all my drafts. I love this guy. A little power, a little speed. Hit 225. You know where you're going with 225? Nowhere. With 150 strikeouts and 400 and something at-bats. Come on, dude. Put the bat in the ball. Not that hard. Kevin Pilar is going to be the other outfielder. Now the Red Sox, defensively, Pilar and Bradley. Woo-hoo! That's really good. Okay. Pilar is Bradley, except hitting 250, maybe 255. Same player, maybe a, a touch more speed, but very similar player. Alex Verdugo is the guy they got in the Mookie Betts trade, but he's not ready to play. Verdugo is interesting because he does put the bat on the ball. He has a little power and a little speed. He's interesting. I find him interesting, except when is he coming back? Your guess is as good as mine, and I'm a doctor. J.D. Martinez is the D.H., except J.D. Martinez is upset because if they start changing rules around, it's a problem because if he can't look at video in between at-bats, J.D. is not going to be a happy camper. And I'm telling you, let's see what that rule happens before you start drafting J.D. Martinez. I will not be drafting J.T. Martinez because he doesn't want to be a DH sitting in that dugout waiting for his next at bat. It's one thing if he can go into the clubhouse, take a look at video, watch what's going on, process it, come back out. If he's sitting there twiddling his thumbs, that's not good. A lot of these guys are gonna be very, very, very upset this year. So I am cautious on J.D. Martinez. I don't expect me to take him in any league. I don't expect it. All right, let's get to the pitching staff. Look, we talk about this pitching staff early and often. Chris Sal, I'm not in on Chris Sal. I think there's fewer than 100 innings this year. I really do. I think it's a problem. I like Eduardo Rodriguez. I think he's solid. Am I taking the Eovaldi? Oh, I don't know. In an AL only, yes, of course. Same thing with Martin Perez, but not in a mixed league. I'm just not going to do it. I don't trust him. Colin McHugh, maybe. Who knows? The rest of that rotation, I'm not vibing it. I'm not vibing it. In the bullpen. The bullpen is where the Red Sox are good. Brandon Workman, good. Matt Barnes, good. Marcus Walden, Darwins and Hernandez. Ryan Brazier, Heath Hembree. There's There's bodies there. But I don't think it makes a starting rotation much better. I don't think so. I think the offense is good. I think the pitching staff is bad. I think the bullpen is good. So I'll give the bullpen a B, but I'll give the pitching staff a C minus. And without sale, it might be a D plus. That's how bad it is. So there you have it. That is the Boston Red Sox team preview. All right. So let's do some fantasy baseball news and notes. Reds manager David Bell said, Shogo Akiyama is expected to hit leadoff when he's in the lineup. Yes. He's going to be batting against righties, which is good. And he will be batting leadoff. Like him as the late round pick. I like him. Good news. Eugenio Suarez is going to play DH this Friday. Nice. Might even play Thursday. Like seeing him back. Getting closer and closer to opening day. I like it. Mike Clevenger throwing a bullpen session today. Let's see how he does. Dusty Baker hopes that your Don Alvarez will come back to the um, play on Wednesday. Here's my problem with Alvarez. He only qualifies at UTIL. I love the player, but I hate using my UTIL spot like that. That's why I never draft, draft Nelson Cruz. Not that I don't like the player. I just hate using that. Makes me nervous. Um, let's see. Diamondbacks general manager Mike Hazen said the team is going to be, pay attention to Luke Weaver's workload. Luke Weaver has never pitched more than 140 innings ever. I think most teams may not say this, but they are all cognizant of workload. 140 Is the new 180. 160 is the new 200. That's how I feel. I feel if I know a guy is going to give me 140 innings, I'll be in. I'll be in. Maybe 150. That's an ideal number for me. If I can get 150, I'll take a guy. If I can't, I won't. James Paxton. Yankees' James Paxson could begin throwing again on Wednesday. That's exciting. Bet Yankees would like to have him back. Bet the Yankees would be ecstatic to have him back. I think a lot of people passed on Paxton in recent drafts, which might be a mistake because he comes back earlier than people expect, he is a good pitcher. And maybe he just got his injury out of his way now. But if that guy gets 150 innings, he's really good. And the Yankees have a dynamic one-two combination at the top of that pitching rotation. Cole Paxson is pretty darn good. could win a lot with that. All right. But right now it's time to put away the insurance cards, put away the co The office is closed, my friends. Back tomorrow, a little Gray Albright, some more team previews, talking more fantasy sports. want to thank Sean in the booth for helping me do the show. And for everybody out there, appreciate you guys. All right. This is Dr. Roto saying be well and take
3: care. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid.
0: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals.
2: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick